Hi, I'm Millie, the Editor-in-Chief of Cosmo Middle East, and this week on the Big Beauty Broadcast, I'm joined by Selena Hander, founder of Sensasia Urban Spa, which, if you haven't been, is one of my all-time favourite spas in the world. Oh, so thank you. thanks for joining us today. Thank um, you. Before I jump in and ask you about all things beauty, I'm going to share my little Sensasia anecdote with you because it has been a Midwood favorite since I can remember. Okay. And I remember I got a voucher for a massage. It was my first ever massage at Sensasia, probably about 10 years ago from my mum. And I remember I opened it and I was like, why do I want someone prodding at me on a bed? Like this is the worst present ever. And my mum used to go to Sensasia every week, all the time. And she was like, just come. And huh. if you hate it, I'll never make you do it again. Okay. And honestly, after that, I was hooked. I was done. I was like, oh. what is this? How have I never had one before? Uh -huh. And you guys just do the best treatments. Thank you. I've, now I'm all warm and fuzzy. I've got goosebumps <laughs> now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And um, I WhatsApped my mum before mm -hmm. this. I was like, guess who I'm interviewing today? Because <laughs> we're big fans. But I wanted to ask, like, how did you start a spa? Um. Look, it was never on the cards, not my childhood dream. I think it was all by accident. And it was one of those things where I look back and I say, the gods must have been smiling. It was meant to be because I came from a corporate corporate background. I have a business degree, nothing to do with beauty, nothing to do with massage, face, nothing. Um, I'm a business major. And I moved to Dubai Worked at Tetra Pak for a long time doing branding, concept design and branding. And after about four or five years of that, I was already married and I said I wanted to do something on my own. It took me a couple of years to find what I wanted to do. And I'd been searching through all kinds of product, you know, ideas. Like I even went down wedding crockery, branded, you know, wedding crockery for for um for brides and couples I went down scarving handbags all kinds you name it I went down that route I happened to be in Vietnam on a golfing trip with my husband and a few other friends long story short went through you must know the Lux guide yeah so the Lux guide had um a spa in there because our hotel spa was wonderful but just wasn't something that was phenomenal and I'm from Thailand so we know spas and um I went through the Lux Guide, saw that there was a little colonial French house down the street that was a hidden gem, apparently. Went to it, had the most amazing shiatsu massage I've ever had, and it was in a room with three other massage beds in it, but because it made me feel so good, and it was fairly simple, I'd met the owner as well at the front, who was an American Vietnamese, um, and it just kind of dawned on me then that, wow, I think this is what I want to do. Went back to the hotel and said to my husband, um, I think I figured out what I want to do. And he's like, you're nuts. I said, okay, well, well, let's see if it, you know, the idea sticks. Came back to Dubai and within um, a couple of weeks, I was back at Chiva Sum Academy doing the, the spa development program. So when, so you launched it in Dubai first? Yeah, I launched in Dubai first and um, I didn't have anything else for three was three years. I didn't plan on expanding. I didn't think I wanted to, or it just was never part of my, the dream to do so. I built the first, I don't know if you, the first spa you went to was at the village. Village mall. Yeah. Yeah. So you noticed how every room is a little bit different. There's different names in each of the rooms. It was very much so built around my past where I'd been in, in Asia, where I'd gotten married, where I'd honeymooned, where I traveled as a child. So it's very personal. Not that you know, I wanted anybody to understand that, but um, 
eventually it just it kind of grew we had the opportunity to grow and it just happened <laughs> and did you choose Emirates Golf Club because you are a keen golfer who does golf oh, holidays in Vietnam <laughs> I, I, do, I don't even golf I actually uh, do not even even golf I'm a I'm a, I'm a good accompaniment. <laughs> I go and hang out. But no, we were members at the club anyway, and um, they were looking for a spa operator. There was, I won't tell you who they were looking at, but there mm. were four very big names they were playing with. And I think they just liked our proposals. They liked the concept. They liked the fact that we were homegrown. And um, I liked that they liked that we were homegrown and they wanted to support a local brand. Mm. So. so how long have you been running now? We're in our 16th year. <gasps> oh my god! I know. It feels like, uh, it feels, yeah, 16 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's really impressive. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about the kind of concept of a spa mm -hmm. in a woman's life because, mm -hmm. and this is something that I feel quite strongly about because I think sometimes spas and salons, people think they're all about vanity. People think they're this kind of self-centered enterprise mm -hmm. but actually to me they're very much about respite renewal community self-care what are your thoughts on that and have you ever had people kind of turn their nose up at your job because you're in the beauty industry and therefore it's a very <laughs> frivolous industry of course and there's two things I want to mention here the first one is I like that you mentioned salons. So one of the first things that we did or what I did when I created the concept for Sensasia was I wanted it to be a boutique spa. I didn't want to have salon services in there. And at the time, 16 years ago, there were no day spas. So, and the reason I wanted to do that was I'm a huge believer in wellness, in nutrition, mind-body connection. Grew up in Thailand. It's a Buddhist country. So very, very spiritual as well. And I didn't think the two actually go together. I don't think, and not to knock anyone or any business out there because beauty salons do an amazing job, um, but I don't necessarily think you're going to be very boutique at spa and do it really well if you're mixing it up with beauty treatments. So to answer the question of how it, it sits with a woman in her daily life is it is as important as nutrition, as important as exercise, as important as mental health, make sure it's a part of your it's part of your it's part of your routine it's something that you don't skip out on I totally agree and you make a commitment to it it's not a one-off and I think some of the spas that are perfect for some people they fit we're not for everybody so the ones who want to do that special treat will go to a beautifully lavish all-encompassing spa mm. for that one-off treat we are very everyday lifestyle everyday we're your everyday people how often do you recommend then that women should come and visit you guys um, I'd like to say in Asia, they, it's, it's a part of life. I mean, you would do it once, once a week, probably. That would be my dream. I know. And affordability <laughs> and it's, it's not as affordable here, I'd say. And we try to come in as affordable to a lifestyle product as we can. We try mm -hmm. very, very hard to do so. Hence our prices don't actually change all that much as much as we can keep them where they are. We'd like to, uh, because that's the only thing that's going to make our concept come to life and mm. actually stand by what we believe in. But yeah, I mean, I think if you come in once every three weeks and you have your standard treatments, you're good. Facials, maybe once every four or five weeks, mm -hmm. six at a stretch, but yeah. 
You have a very spa-like voice as well. I feel Do just I? listening to you. I'm like, <laughs> that is what you sound like, what I imagine Sensatia to sound like. carry the little burner with me. <laughs> and then you could smell it too. <laughs> and I mean, obviously you come from a business background, mm-hmm. but how on earth did you manage a business, especially one in the beauty industry this year when everything shut down? Well, <laughs> I kid you not, it was not easy. Mm. <laughs> and several times I did wonder, because we were shut for four months. Mm. We were the longest, I think, the longest industry to be shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four months. Yeah, it hasn't been easy. But I think it's been it's been a very humbling exercise. It's been a really humbling experience. That all of our clients, so many of our clients, mm. the minute we opened, it was about sustaining those four months. And as soon as we opened, the flood, the love, the, oh my God, thank God you're open kind of feel, we're coming back right away, mm. was so humbling and very, yeah. yeah. It's um, It kind of goes back to what I was just saying about how people sometimes turn their nose up at the beauty industry, because mm-hmm. I remember when salons and spas were given the green light to reopen, and I said it to someone who I work with in this building, who I won't name. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, oh, well, I'm so glad for you that your you know, beauty salons reopened. And I was like, mm, it's actually not about that at all. Like when you think of how big the beauty industry is and how many jobs it gives women and yeah. all these people yeah. are actually out of work at the moment. Right. And I don't think people think of the big that as a bigger picture. Beauty, I mean, it's essential, but it's hard. It's hard work. It's not easy. Lots of people have even said to me, wow, you're in spa. You must get a massage every day. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I'm yeah. lucky if I get in once every couple of weeks. It, it, isn't, um, it isn't easy. No, mm. it is a hard job. And running a business with beauty because it's finite and because you only have a certain number of hours to be able to fit clients in and certain days of the week that you can fit clients in, it's not... It's not a one for, it's not an easy business. Mm. No. Would you say that that is probably the biggest misconception about working in the beauty industry or are there more? I'm I sure would, there's more. <laughs> there's so many more. I mean, they, people think a, a misconception would be that, yeah, it's super easy. It's fun. It's easy. I think for me, what's frustrating, and this happens with friends and family as well, people near and dear, even within our organization, um, people think that we do not a lot behind the scenes. Everything just kind of happens on the front line, but there is so much planning and so much brand work, as you've seen, so much marketing, so much execution, consistencies, SOPs, so much to actually put in line before the consumer sees anything. Mm. So there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes that I wish people would appreciate a little bit more. Yeah, agreed. Um, so let's talk about all things mask knee. Okay. <laughs> because our friend coronavirus has mm-hmm. given us a brand new skin condition mm-hmm. that we all have to contend with now. Yeah. Um, your skin is amazing. So <laughs> I want to ask if you've suffered from mask knee. is pretty good too, actually. <laughs> That's because I had a facial at Sensasia a couple of weeks ago. Well done. You might want to say that again. <laughs> which facial, which brand? <laughs> um, do you, do you get mask knee though? Look, I'm going to be honest with you. These are the types that I've actually played with a few masks mm-hmm. and my skincare is fantastic. I mm-hmm. do use the brands that we carry. I'm in, I, I mix between Naturabise and Elemis. Mm-hmm. I do play around with a lot of products. I get samples constantly, but I will, I will dabble with some based on some of the ingredients, but I do, 
I do take care of my skin. Like it's one of those things where you have to take your makeup off every night. Mm -hmm. Um, Masks, I find the disposable masks have wreaked havoc on my skin. Oh, they interesting. Have been, I don't know what it is about the fabric. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it clogs, it's just everything that you're breathing is just bouncing right back at you and it's mm-hmm. got nowhere to go. So I've actually noticed, even if you look here, I've noticed with disposable masks, I I tend to get a little bit of that the bumpy spots mm-hmm. here. Using the right mask is good change your masks often, have multiple masks, keep washing them. Don't use the same mask two days in a row because your makeup sits on it. Even if it's your moisturizer, sunscreen, anything that's going to put a barrier between your mask and your skin and that rubbing Mm. will cause will cause blockages to happen and irritation. I didn't even think about the moisturizer and the SPF. I just do it because if I wear makeup, mm-hmm. I can see it in the mask and I think, right, yeah. you're going in the wash now. But if I'm right. like, I had a makeup free day, it's fine no. to wear it tomorrow. It's it's all that stuff that goes in there. Imagine, because it's nice and greasy, your skin's mm. dewy, it's moisturized. Then you're breathing into that mask, whatever's coming out. Yeah, it's like the dentist. I had my teeth cleaned the other day and she was telling me the amount of people that have come in more frequently because they're mouth breathing Wow, that's yeah. so interesting. Their mouth breathing, so everything's kind of going right back up and you're getting like at the roof of your mouth and yeah. the top teeth at the very back. There's, she's seeing a whole load of um, plaque and buildup of bacteria. Same thing's coming right back at your skin and your face. Oh my God, that suddenly made me so aware of my teeth <laughs> and my mouth. <laughs> I need to like reconsider when the last time that I went to the dentist was. Um, that's interesting what you said about the medical mask as well because... I remember seeing a picture on social media when this was all kind of starting to kick off mm-hmm. and there were a lot of sweatshops that were just being told to produce masks, produce masks yeah. as many as you can. Right. And there, there was this picture going around social media of a kind of string of masks all sort of trailing off um, a sewing machine. Mm-hmm. They're literally trailing off onto the floor. They're kind of all like starting to gather yeah. on the floor as, yeah. you know, the person's making them. And I thought... <laughs> What's well, that's point? pretty counterproductive <laughs> if I've ever seen yeah. it before. Um, so yeah, different types of masks. I've, I have never heard that different tip before. Masks. And I find the disposable ones the worst for me. That's mm-hmm. just for my skin. I, you know, I think cotton may be one of the better ones, but you have to take care of them. And not least because it's more environmentally friendly exactly. to buy a reusable mm-hmm. mask. The disposable ones are, are, yeah, the strings and the materials are terrible. So tell me about some of your treatments that you offer that are good for mask knee and why specifically they're good for mask knee. So uh, let me go back two steps. The reason we even had mask knee was when we opened in July, there were quite a few clients, regular clients who were coming back and saying, oh my God, look at our skin. We haven't had a facial in a long time. We couldn't wait for you to open, fix this. Hmm. And that's how we started to see that with regular care and the areas that they were developing around your jawline, um, right around here, your mm-hmm. cheeks, the part that touches the skin, mm-hmm. or sorry, touches the mask directly, where they were getting um, the spots. So um, we looked at that. Facials that we saw were being done were the ones with salicylic acid, with the AHAs, the glycolic peels. Mm-hmm. Those were the ones that were doing really, really well. Clients were coming back in regularly, and it. long story short, skin was better. <laughs> And that's when we said, wow, this is big. This is the facials were increasing Mm. and they were coming back repetitively for them. So we said, wow, this is a, this is a big thing. Let's, let's go with it to the point where some of the parents were asking us who had children, can you do this for my kids? Because when they were back at school in September, 
they're having to wear masks all day in school. Oh, yeah. So we came up with a teen facial and lower price point, and that's worked really well too. That's more about an education though yeah. for, the, for the for the teenager, how to keep their skin clean because, I mean, my kids are 12. And I have two teenage brothers and, oh, they need a lesson or two. Yeah, in, uh, yeah. yeah, and poor them. They can't, it's, you know, they're just not used to it. And mm. then having this mask on all day. So so have you developed new treatments or have you kind of tweaked old treatments? We've tweaked old. The only new treatments we've done to make them gentler and safer for the skin is the teen facials. And cool. we've introduced some new facials from Natura Bisse. Mm-hmm. We've introduced the O2 Skin Calm and the Citrus Radiance Facial as well. And at our new location, which we've just opened, Sensasia Stories, we've really zeroed down in on express treatments that have the glycolic peels, that have the resurfacing, that have the salicylic acids in them mm. to help get, just to resurface the skin. And how long is an express facial 30 minutes 30 minutes and at a 240 290 uh during price point you can walk in and have them immediately so there's no downtime after no downtime Amazing. you just come in you don't even have to go through the spa you come in you got a beautiful express chair with all the sensation touches of a hot neck pillow the mm-hmm. fluffiness and you get a facial right there in a chair and you mentioned about the products that you guys sell as well. Are there any specific products that you really recommend? Well, I personally love the Cocoon range, the Diamond Cocoon range. They have, and I like it just because I like the resurfacing. I like my, my pores being cleaned. So I highly recommend the Diamond Cocoon. Okay. I'm making a mental note of that because <laughs> anything that says pores cleaned yeah. has my attention. Yeah. And it, it makes them look smaller as well. Even better. Even better. Everything goes on far smoother and your skin looks better and better two, three days after having it. How often do you get facials? I try to do one at least once. I mean, that is probably the one thing I will do once every four weeks. Mm. In fact, I'm having one on Wednesday. Oh, (laughs) amazing. Um, So what is next for Sensasia then? You you mentioned um, that you just launched your Sensasia stories. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that and what else have you got in the pipeline that you can share with us? All right. So Sensation Stories is a, it's an, I, I don't know if you've heard, we, you know that we've started the Spa People and that was a COVID project as well. Okay. That a lot of uh, smaller businesses, a lot of other spas and salons have been looking to Sensation to help with little modules from smaller modules to help with branding, with marketing, with operations to large turnkey projects, which is what Sensasia Stories is. It is a concept design all the way to execution and managing the actual spa. Hmm. So that is probably our latest one. We've only just opened a week, two weeks, two weeks ago. And um, that's keeping us nice and busy. <laughs> and in the pipeline, I can't say with who or I can't say with what, but we've got some smaller projects that I enjoy. I like because we have the expertise, because we've had the 16 years of making our own mistakes, knowing what makes money, what doesn't make money, which is the end objective for most businesses, Mm. knowing what clients like, what they don't like, knowing product mixes, operations. And I'm a branding and concept junkie myself. Mm -hmm. So I prefer to do smaller projects with helping smaller businesses be able to achieve that. Love that. And I feel like there has never been more of a better time than this yeah. year to do something like that. Yeah, and when you compare it with the international spa consultants or international agencies, they are fairly expensive. 
They Mm. are very, very expensive. And I think we come in with those little nooks and modules to be able to really zero in on what is it that you need us to help you with. Use us as education. Use our expertise. Don't make the same mistakes we've made. Mm. We'll hold your hand through that little project that you are, whether it's the financials, the branding, the operations, the training, the recruitment, whatever it is, we can help you with those little little bite-sized pieces of your business. Has Sensasia become a family business now? Because you must have needed no, to rope in extra. I wish. Ha- okay. <laughs> well, what do you mean? With my family? Yeah. Or no, it's still just me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I sometimes wonder if my kids and husband think <laughs> you need to keep this just to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just me. I mean, but within the office, <clears throat> we have a great team that is, it's all behind the scenes. Mm. Yeah. And that feels more like a family. Oh, yeah. well, that's such a nice little note to end on. So thank you so much for coming <laughs> in you. and talking to me today. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you.